0: North Carolina has landed their second highest commit ever in 247's recorded history since Harrison Barnes. Ian Jackson, the number two player in the class of 2024, is going to be a Tar Heel. We're going to unpack it live right now on Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? Welcome into this afternoon emergency immediate reactions edition of Locked on Tar Heels. Did not think we would be doing this today, but here we are. Why? Because North Carolina got a surprise from a lot of people, surprise commitment from Ian Jackson. Ian Jackson, for those who are unaware, number two player per 247 sports in the class of 2024. He is, as I just said, per 247's rankings, the second highest commit to UNC since they've been tracking it behind only Harrison Barnes. Cole Anthony was the previous number two. So Jackson picks Carolina over Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU, and Oregon. He plays for Cardinal Hayes there in the Bronx. He made his commitment on ESPNU Live just uh, a little bit less than an hour ago at halftime of a basketball game being played there in the bronx great stuff there what i want to do is unpack his commitment a little bit about um, who ian jackson is the weirdness of this whole recruiting battle um, the class and then where carolina heads next and we'll take questions and that will be great um as for what he brings Listen, Ian Jackson is listed as a shooting guard, but at this point, do not think of him as like a classic knockdown sniper Wayne Ellington style, right? Like, that's not who he is listed as a shooting guard. But as Jason Jordan, our college basketball recruiting insider, would say here on Locked On Tar Heels and in the Locked On Network, he is more of like a scoring player playing guard. Like he's not going to come in and be Elliot Cadeau, which is awesome. Cause Elliot Cadeau needs to be Elliot Cadeau. The one that is playmaking and doing these things. This dude, Ian Jackson is tough and a competitor and he's going to go get himself some buckets. And so very productive player going to get it done on both ends of the court. And, and that's what you need to see. Um, but at the same time, even though he's not knocked down elite, he will, knock down the shot. Like you have to respect him driving because he will get by you. He is that level of athletic, but if you sag off or go somewhere else, do that at your own risk because he's going to knock it down. And so uh like we can, we can and will unpack Ian Jackson's game more over the coming days and weeks. We've previously done that on locked on Tar Heels. You can go back and watch those episodes if you want, but right now more want to get into like the whole wackiness and wildness of this thing um, had back in the fall, Ian Jackson took visits to LSU, Oregon and Kentucky. Everything, everything had been Kentucky. Like that was all the news. I checked in with my sources and stuff last night. It was reaffirmed to me. Yeah, Kentucky is the play. That's what he's going to an, uh, announce and commit to tomorrow. Meaning today. Part of the thing is a lot of it was speculation, Uh, because the family and Ian himself have played this very close to the vest. And so no one really, truly um, had much information on it, despite all the speculation of him going to Kentucky. Um, And so last weekend for the Notre Dame game had been into Chapel Hill that weekend. Last week was at Arkansas midweek, but going back to that Carolina visit, everything points to that that visit was a fantastic visit and seemingly man again hubert davis swipes in and uh and does it so when you spend time with that guy it's gonna happen Um, basically what i have been told that he said is that he's gonna have the opportunity to come in and play something of a caleb love role and so you started seeing on monday morning today mlk day um, a lot of people started flipping their crystal balls. Maybe some news was leaking out. I don't have the inside scoop specifically on that yet, but crazy, crazy stuff there. Um, and from Ian Jackson himself, even before today had said, I made up my mind and I'm content with my decision. And so, boy, you love to sleep, see it folks sleep on Hubert Davis at your own peril because this dude is coming in. And if you don't see it and you don't buy it with Hubert Davis, I'm sorry about you. So next, what I want to do is talk, uh, getting off of the wildness of Carolina beating Kentucky. I mean, l- let me say this before we move on is like, I-, I don't know how much the turmoil at Kentucky recently plays into this. I know they beat Tennessee at Tennessee this past weekend, um, but for the Wildcats, it's been kind of a weird and wonky couple years, as people well know. Um, not making the tournament a couple years ago, losing to St. Peter's in the first round last year. And then this year, uh, they've been off to not a great start, including getting beat at home by Gigi Jackson in South Carolina last week. And so, rough stuff there for the Wildcats. But Man, uh, it's, it's crazy stuff, and I, I don't know how much of a role that played into it. Like, Was it Kentucky lost this, or did Carolina win it, or a combination of the two? That's a great question that we'll have to eventually answer. As we look at this 2024 recruiting class, it was already well-rounded. It was already solid, but now all the more so. Let me remind you of what was in the class of 2024 before this already. You had a true playmaking point guard in Elliot Cadeau, who recently committed 10th in the class. Again, we are I'm going to use 247's uh, sports uh, uh, rankings in just a little bit. And we're going to come back to the chat. But I see <laughs> our friend ARW1 just said, who's Gigi Jackson? Nice, hilarious, well played. So you've got Elliot Cadeau you've got James Brown who committed right after that 27th player in the class, a a center. And then you've got Drake Powell, who was the first commit in this class, 50th ranked player in the class, but is a small forward. Really. You can kind of think of him as like your leaky black of the group, right? Not at this point, a, a high level elite offensive talent, but he's a guy that wants to come in and make a difference in a bunch of different ways, including defense. Now, you add to that class, that class of three was already the number one recruiting class in the nation for the 2024 cycle. You add to that, the number two player in the class, stop it. This is ridiculous. Carolina is setting themselves apart. And by the way, Hubert Davis is not done. He's still got a bunch of... More out there and so we'll look at what's next in a minute but what i love about this is you you add in what i you know i just said like the second highest player since harrison barnes um to commit to north carolina for carolina like the the recipe not just for carolina but any team around the nation to win a national championship is to have guys you get back that could have gone to the nba so experienced talent not just experience not just talent experienced talent and you need a mixture of a guy like a Marvin Williams in the 05 class, right? And um who is like elite lottery level NBA talent. That's what we're talking about and that's who Ian Jackson is. He's a pro. He's a pros pro. Jason Jordan's been telling us that for a couple of weeks now and so that's what Carolina is getting right here in this. As for what's next in this whole thing. <laughs> well, the heels are set now in the backcourt for this cycle. Between Elliot Cadeau and Ian Jackson, you're, you're set. You don't need anybody else. So what that means to me, and probably you've already figured this out by now if you've been following Carolina basketball recruiting, no boogie fland. I just don't, I don't see picking up a third guard in this class and no Trey Johnson. I think, uh, Boogie Fland was more of a chance for Carolina than Trey Johnson, but I don't see them pulling either of these guys now, especially what will probably still be there in the backcourt in the 2024 season. And again, this is all assuming that Elliot Cadeau doesn't reclass to 2023. Keep in mind that that is a possibility as well. Now, There's also the transfer portal. So if Carolina does find they need more depth in the backcourt, more shooting, whatever, so be it, um, that's a thing. So, I mean, for Carolina, this just carries on the string of elite point guards who come after year after year after year lately. I mean, so Joel Berry graduates after the 18 season, and then um, following that, Kobe White, Cole Anthony, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis next, and Seth Trimble this year, Simeon Wiltshire coming next year, Elliot Cadeau the year after that, or next year if he reclassifies, and now Ian Jackson. Come on, it's ridiculous. I haven't even said DeMarco Dunn, who, unless he has a massive rise in his career arc, would be a senior on that team. And so now, where do you turn your attention? Well, I've already listed those four guys. You've got a point guard, a shooting guard, who's really more like, Kind of combo-ish guard. Uh, you got uh, a small forward, a Leaky Black-style player in Drake Powell, and you've got a center in James Brown. What does that leave? You need a power forward. It's time to go get Jaron Stevenson or Trenton Flowers. Those are the two guys that you're looking at next. I, if I'm Hubert Davis, I put hard court press on both of them. And here's my pitch: Hey guys, we got a foursome coming in in this class, and we need you. As a forward to come and fill out a starting five in this class, basically, what a well-rounded group that would be. Not to mention whatever Hubert Davis needs to add in the transfer portal as well. So that's what you do. I'm looking at both of those guys. Um, Stevenson obviously has connections to um, to the to the program, and so there's things like that. Um, but put put the pressure on Trenton Flowers. Get him here as well. You're not going to get both of those guys. You're not going to get Jaron Stevenson and Trenton flowers, but man, if Hubert Davis could land one of those guys as well, come on, that is ridiculous. Now, where does it fit in? Let's look forward a little bit as to who might still be around North Carolina when these guys eventually get to campus. Obviously, as you know, as we look at um, the, the current state of things, Pete Nance will be gone. He's got no rec- uh, remaining eligibility left. That is what it is. Um, Leaky Black will be gone. This is his last year of eligibility. Armando Bacot, he could come back next year, utilize that COVID year, but he would be gone by 24. So you need these front court guys again. Um, and Justin McCoy would be gone as well. RJ Davis, Puff Johnson, Caleb Love, they're all juniors this year. They will be seniors next year. I think they are, if, I, if my math, is in my head correctly. They're the last group that could utilize COVID eligibility. So you might see Puff Johnson play with these guys. Caleb is gone to me. RJ, I believe, I still fully believe comes back next year. (laughs) And, um, but I, I don't think would stay for that fifth year. Following that, you got Dontre Styles and DeMarco Dunn. I think DeMarco Dunn would still, would be a senior when these guys come in in 24. I just, I think Styles will be gone. I think he transfers after this year based on what we're seeing. That's just early projections. You got this year's four person freshman class Tyler Nickel, Will Shaver, Seth Trimble, Jalen Washington. I, I think Tyler Nickel is going to be a massive part of what Carolina does in the years to come. Keep your eyes on that. Seth Trimble is so elite defensively and with some intangibles, his offensive game has to catch up. And so I I think he's around at least next year and probably in 24 with all these guys as well. Assuming if Baycott's gone, Jalen Washington is going to be the dude in the front court next year. Depending on, if and who coach Davis can get in, in the transfer portal, because then you bring in behind them, Simeon Wilcher, who's going to be a stud in the backcourt. He could be a one and done. And so he might not be there in 24, but keep your eyes on that could be still loaded backcourt. And then Zayden high, who will be like a three kind of four player as well. And then you bring in these four guys in the class of 24. Who boy, the backcourt is going to be so loaded with talent that it almost feels like this three guard and sometimes four guard lineup we've seen Coach Davis using more regularly this year. Let's just look at what recruiting's telling us because that's all we can see. It says to me that Coach Davis is not shying away from is and is going to continue to lean into basically like, I I want three guards or four guards on the court at all times and a big who can shoot. And we know he's got that in Jalen Washington. It's almost kind of Mike Bray-ish at Notre Dame, Villanova-ish, right? With some of that kind of thing. Um, Man, uh, here's here's a big question with all of this though. You're getting the one and done, guys. Do you have enough in the mix of the multi-year guys? Because you need both of that. You want lottery level talent to balance with experienced talent and like second and third year guys. So you can continue to develop guys through the program, but also have that elite level talent to mix in. That's what Gigi Jackson was going to be, for example, next year. And so that's what it projects that several of these guys are going to be, and we're going to be watching out for it. I want to get into the chat and take a bunch of your questions and thoughts and comments, unpack some of those. But first, let me remind you that this episode is brought to you by Bet on. Line who has your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From the playoffs going on, Cowboys playing tonight, to college and professional basketball, they've got it all at betonline.net. So make sure to check out the line for tomorrow's game versus Boston College and Saturday's big home tilt against the Wolfpack. That's coming up. Bet online is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's get into the chat and um, see what you all are asking and saying. Um, Rob M., our guy, starts here. Uh, same kind of thing. As big as this is, I really hope coach Davis still gets guys who will be around three to four years for stability instead of going all in on the one and done's like Kentucky and Duke have done. Absolutely. And that's just what we've said, Rob, Uh, by the way, good to see. Always glad to have you diving in. That's, that's the balance you have to strike. And I think that's what you've got with Drake Powell and James Brown in this class, Elliot Cadeau and Ian Jackson, both project as, as probable, Uh, one-and-done type players. And so, I mean, you just got to keep finding this balance going forward. Um, ARW1, what up? Always good to see you. We're going to be nasty and still could get Jaron Stevenson and Boogie Fland. Those of you who have been with us have heard me say um, earlier in the show, Jaron Stevenson, yes, I think that's very much still in play, along with Trenton Flowers. I don't think Boogie Fland anymore. I just don't see Carolina getting three guards in this cycle. All right, let's keep going through it. Um, yes, lots of comments about the the pickup over Kentucky. Still boggling my mind um, on this. Flower still out there? Yes, absolutely. Uh, everyone is very excited scrolling through all these comments. <laughs> Great guard play. Uh, Lots of interesting comments about Coach Davis. Um, An inability to potentially coach right now, but his high ability to recruit and be a player's coach. Um, Yeah, I mean, there are are times when some of the, the coaching decisions, I'm like, I don't know. You know, like maybe not the decision I would make, but there are other things where I'm all in on some of his coaching decisions, right? Like clearly he doesn't do everything the way Roy Williams did or Dean Smith. Roy Williams didn't do everything the way Dean Smith did or Frank McGuire before him. And so he's still learning. Yeah, he's getting his chops, but he's got great guys on the Jeff like Lebo coach Lebo you've got an experienced head coach those are the kind of things you need and so man uh getting there he's getting there um some shade at Gigi Jackson yet (laughs) trying to figure out who uh, Gigi Jackson is nice hilarious uh lots of Jaron Stevenson love And, and here's uh, bringing back Rob back in says, I like, it's like football though. You can collect all the talent, but if you don't win a lot of games, they will stop coming. Man, that's true. You got to bring it together and you got to win games. Uh, Mac Brown and his staff, they've got to like next year, they got to get it done. You can't waste Drake Mays last year in Carolina blue for the basketball team. Yeah. Got to start putting this together and, and they're going to, um, Oh, I'm sorry, Carson. I just saw what you said there. Uh, I do think you can coach. I was just asking for explanation. You're asking back to somebody else who had mentioned that he can't forgive me for that. Um, And yeah, Rob, this is a real thing Um, with recruits. They don't care what happened 10 years ago or even five years ago. They just want to see what's happening now and how do I fit into that? And so, um, man, that's, that's gotta happen. Gotta go win games. Uh, Joseph says, Joseph Prevett says this, like Roy's first big class, we're going to be living in the final four. This is where we should be great day to be a Tar Heel. Yeah. Like, man, you, you think about some of those classes that Roy brought in, even coach Doherty with the, the Sean May Rashad McCants class, right? Like my goodness. Um, the, all of those kind of things. And so, um, yeah, this could be a defining class. For Coach Davis, we'll keep our eyes on that. Um, great stuff. Any other questions? Um, here's one from arw W. One says, "Why is it saying Ian Jackson is a small forward on ESPN? Well, he's not, and that's wrong. <laughs> like he he is not the height to do that, anything like that. Um, not the size, not his game. And so I, it's either a typo or they're just misinformed. Um, and so don't don't pay attention to that. As Kevin says on the next comment after that. Uh, bonehead. So, yeah. Um, So the thing we'll watch is scholarship count. As you have guys coming in and going out, it's just so hard, so hard to keep tabs uh, for a coach on roster management. And and that's going to be the big thing for Coach Davis. Can he keep a balance of multi-year players, transfer guys, and elite high school talent coming in? If so, sky's the limit the the ceiling is the roof if you'll allow me that um, yeah himothy uh, him says I agree because you don't want to go to the Virginia route where you have down years because you only get only get developmental guys let me highlight the word only there um, but you don't want inexperienced guys who get rattled like the Kentucky route and yeah this is the thing is how do you balance that like you look at Duke this year they've got elite talent let's not be confused duke is so talented individually duke is not a great basketball team right now because kind of to to him at his point right here you get experience inexperienced guys who don't know how to do it yet right and so um they're not doing it but also virginia um, kind of like they get this culture thing where they get the right guys in, but they still have to kind of reset every couple of years because you notice the times when they're elite is that they not only have program guys at Virginia, but when they have like next level, like w- at least one elite NBA player as part of their team. And that's what you have to have. And this is why this is such a big um commitment in getting Ian Jackson. Massive, massive. So himothy, great point there. Um, Rob, uh, let's bring Rob back in. Do you think Davis, meaning Coach Davis, not RJ, is setting up UNC to be playing more of a small ball style? I absolutely do. If you're if you're wanting to see what a coach wants to do, read the tea leaves of recruiting, right? Follow uh, Hansel and Gretel's um, uh, breadcrumbs, and you'll see. This to me screams that Coach David, I mean, he's just loading up on guards. Let me stockpile as many guards as I can. And it, yeah, absolutely. And so he needs one, two, maybe three high level, uh, able to shoot bigs who can guard in space. That's key. They got to be able to switch, if not one through four, one through five um, a lot of times. And so that that is a thing you're watching to be able to do. But Rob, absolutely. This signals to me, Coach Davis moving in that trend. um uh jake what's up jake always good to see you checking in i think jaron meaning jaron stevenson a forward in the class of 24 is all we should be focusing on he has nc ties and is a versatile player who would fit into hubert's want for a modern four absolutely um listen trenton flowers would be a great great basketball player I'm, I'm in, I'm with you, Jake. I am leaning towards, let's go get Jaren. He's somebody that already is connected to the program, gets it, probably has a strong affinity to be a Tar Heel. That, that is like, I'm not going to try to dance with everybody at the, at the dance. I'm going to go say, you're the one I want to dance with. Come on, let's go get jiggy with it. (laughs) Uh, Let's keep going here. Take a couple more and then we'll get out of here in the next minute or two. Um. Yeah. Creator classroom. Always good to see you tuning in. I think we'll really see what coach Davis has when the full student athletes are his recruits, but he's doing it in his shoes and his way. And that's absolutely right. Like in this day and age, you, you get a chance to very quickly make a roster into your own because of the transfer portal. You don't get the excuse anymore of give me a couple years to get my guys but he's doing this and he's been active in the transfer portal. And so Coach Davis is going to make this team his own and turn it into what he wants to do. As you all well know, elite guard play is what helps win in March. <laughs> Yam Brown obviously hadn't had a ch- chance to check in on this, but says Kentucky's basketball board is mad. You better believe they are big mad. Uh I I imagine because I mean it, it was a done deal. Like I I had, I'll give you this. I had already recorded part of tomorrow's show talking about Ian Jackson to Kentucky and where Carolina goes next. I don't mind telling you that. That's the thing that that's what this is. All right. Anything else before we want to get out of here? Um, Kelvin McDonald. What's up, Kelvin? Nice to see you. Says, I would like to see Coach Davis use full court press as a strategic move. Enough bodies to wear down opponents. UNC 40 minutes of the ghost of Nolan Richardson, we'll call it, at Arkansas. Um, Listen, there's great merit to this, and we've seen it this season, that Carolina, when they've employed that, that really tough pressure, has been able to... Um, cause issues for opponents, especially when Trimble is in the mix with that. I mean, and, and based on what DeMarco Dunn did to L. Ellis on Saturday against Louisville, like you get all these guards out there, boy, uh, I, I'm, I'm totally in favor of seeing that, Kelvin. If they want to make that part of who they are, just keep rotating guys in. The key though is that he's he, meaning Coach Davis, is going to have to be committed to playing enough guys where they can stay high level for that long. Okay, man. Good stuff. I'm sure we could get through this more questions and other great stuff. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Make sure you tune into tomorrow's show where we'll unpack this, uh, with Jason Jordan. Again, Jason and I had already recorded some about Ian Jackson to Kentucky. He told me he should be able to get in and record more tonight. Again, And we'll have the preview for tomorrow night's Boston College matchup. Carolina got to get a second win in the win column. Hopefully Armando will be good and ready to go again. Could tie Billy Cunningham's double-double record and his insight of Tyler Tyler Hansborough's rebounding record. Stay tuned for that. Hopefully Caleb can get off the schneid, make stuff happen, and hopefully Pete Nance, his back, will be in good shape. If not, I expect to see Puff Johnson back in the starting lineup again on Tuesday. All right, thanks everyone for tuning in. Hope you have a great afternoon and a great evening. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. And obviously we'll check in after the game tomorrow night. Until then, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Peace.